Welcome to Women of Grace in the Marketplace on TalkErie.com. Here's Janelle Keith and Lori Clapper. Well, today on the show is a woman who actually we have a lot in common with, Janelle, because we connected through the same blog that you and I connected, Janelle, through Wonderfully Woven. Boy, how many years ago now? About eight or nine years ago through writing for that blog. And I don't even remember who connected us, but it was one of those scenarios that just truly blessed me through starting that blog because I met so many incredible women in ministry with so much to share and so many interesting backgrounds and different testimonies. And Stephanie Schott, welcome to the show today. Hi, it is so good to be with you. Thank you for having me. Um, This is such a blessing um, to be with you. Well, Stephanie is an author. She's a a founder of something called the Mom Initiative and uh, a speaker as well. But before we get into all that, Stephanie, can you just give us a little bit of your personal backstory? Sure, absolutely. So I'm going to go way back to um, conception because it's really an important ingredient to who I am. And um, I was the result of a rape and I was conceived as, as the result of a horrific rape. And my mom put me up for adoption. It was one of those stories where my mom's mom knew somebody who worked with somebody who wanted to adopt a baby. And so um, I was adopted, had great mom and dad. And what my mom and dad did not know is that for from the time I was about three years old until the time I was about 12, I was being sexually um, abused and molested. And so they didn't know that was going on, but that was kind of my world. And, and as you can imagine, it's your formative years, so... It has a lot to do with how you see life. And I feel like I kind of got the skewed view of, of life and love and everything in between that. And um, so I went on and, and kind of just lived out um, that skewed view of what life was supposed to be about and what love looked like. And I became a single mom, a single teen mom at a young age. Um, I was 17 years old when I got pregnant got married um, 19 years old by the time I was divorced. So I was a single teen mom. And then um, I remarried again for another brief time, like two years. And um, then I met my husband, who I'm currently married to now in a bar. He was the drummer in the band. And I I know um, all of the the people listening are going, what? Um, (laughs) But but there's a but God story in there. So let me me get there with you. Um, Because I was raised knowing about God, but I did not have a clue how the cross of Christ could apply to my life personally. Mm. And my husband and I got married. And um, 11 months after we got married, Jesus miraculously and gloriously saved this girl with a really bad past and a super bleak future and changed me in an instant. And mm. six and a half months later, he saved my husband. And the story goes on from there because um, God placed his calling on my life to, to teach women the word. I have a passion to teach women the word. Um, and then we became missionaries and we served on the mission field. And um, he started kind of putting um, the seeds of my heart uh, in my heart to start writing, which was totally not on my radar. And um, it's just been such a glorious adventure serving Jesus since the day I always call it the eternal I do since I said the eternal I do to Jesus. And um, it's, it's been such a wonder since. And, and I can't get over um, the fact that he saved this girl who was so messed up. Wow. Wow. But you definitely have some positive influences to lead you in this direction. How did you get the start for the mom initiative? Well, the mom initiative was 
You know, I think God uses your past to lead you where he wants you to go in your future. And, and he kind of used a culmination of where I was and where I had been and where I was at the moment. I was on the mission field, actually. And um, I noticed there were a lot of teenage girls that were just like I was. Mm-hmm. They were distracted. They really didn't have a clue um, how significant the role of a mom is in the lives of their children. And really even, you know, in the community, there's a, there's a saying that the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. And, and I've always thought um, that if the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world, then the church that mentors those hands will win it. And I feel like, you know, we had an opportunity on the mission field. And I looked at these moms and I thought, man, if I could just uh, maybe mentor some of these young moms and kind of develop a relationship with them and love on them and, and, and help them and encourage them, maybe, just maybe, I could reach them with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And no, they wouldn't be a perfect mom because none of us are, but they would be a, maybe a different mom and they would see their significance and how God views their role as a mother. So, and that's kind of where it was conceived. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's amazing. So overseas, were you overseas at the time? Where were you? I was overseas when it really started, you know, kind of, I say it festering in my heart, you know, it was marinating in my mind, you know, this, this idea of mentoring moms and, and reaching out to moms with, you know, we look at Titus too, and we know God calls us to disciple women, but we look at it kind of like in the classroom environment or, or maybe over coffee, but mentoring can not only be something we do to teach moms who know Christ or teach women who know Christ, but to reach those who don't. So I look at it as missional mentoring. Um, and, and so that was kind of something that started triggering in my heart as a missionary. Of course, I have a mission minded, you know, mind. And so I wanted to think of ways. And that was just a, an amazing way that I wish I would have had somebody do that with me, you know, when I was a single mom. And so I wanted to for them truly still i'm just like in in awe of how god brought you from that place to where you are today so was there an aha moment when god said this is what i want you to do um there was an aha moment it was funny because so we lived on the mission field for two years and that's where i feel like that the heart of the mom initiative was conceived, although I didn't have a title. And I did, I just that that passion to mentor moms. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we moved back from the mission field, my husband and I had pulled up to the parking lot of a gas station. He ran in. And in a brief moment, there was this very young, very pregnant teenage girl walking by. And I, I just, you know, noticed her. And um, I began to have this conversation in my, in my mind, you know, with, with the Lord. And I was like, Lord, you know, look at her. I remember being that girl. And about that time, she she turned over and looked towards me and she was smoking a cigarette. And, you mm-hmm. know, you have those conversations with God. That's not necessarily a prayer, but it's, <laughs> but it's conversing with God. And I was like, Lord, I, I don't get it. Why does she not understand that everything she does from this point forward affects that precious little life in her womb? And, um, it was one of those times when God spoke to me and, you know, it wasn't an audible voice, but it was just as real as if it was. And, um, it was clearly that he was saying to me, Stephanie, it's because you're not teaching her. And I feel like that's 
where we've missed it, where we've dropped the ball as, as women of God sometimes we miss those sweet opportunities to come in relationship with others and mentor them and take Titus too seriously, mentor them along the way. And so that's actually where I believe that the mom initiative was birthed <laughs> in the gas station parking lot as that very pregnant uh, teenage girl walked by. And um, I, I'm thankful for that because it kind of set the trajectory for me to head in a whole different direction than I ever imagined or anticipated. Wow. So it's seemingly random place, but God had a plan for that, that girl to walk by just the right time. Uh, that's, that's pretty amazing. So when did you come up with the name Mom Initiative? Well, that's a funny story because um, I, I wrote The Making of a Mom, and that was, um, that was really what it was about, was the book. The book was really what I was focused in on because I knew that if I could place a kind of an all-in-one tool, uh, a tool that helped minister to mom and give moms the foundational look at what practical biblical motherhood looked like, would that would encourage them in their walk, but also a tool for mentors. And so I started really with the book, The Making of a Mom, but we moved into the mom initiative. Um, I was going to name it the mom project and my son looked at me and said, Mom, you're making moms seem like they're a project. Name it the initiative. So this <laughs> encouraged me. He said, no, no, yeah, we're all a project. We're all a work in, in you know, the making. But no, I didn't want it to seem like that. So I said, OK, the mom initiative, that's what we're going to go with. So my son actually helped me with that one. <laughs> yes, leave it up to your kid to tell it to you straight, right? <laughs> like good that. Yes, yes, they definitely are. And it's good to have those people in, in our lives, <laughs> children or not, and friends that will that can help you out along the way and, and, and tell you where, where you need to be. So that's great. Yeah. So is your husband very supportive of your and mom initiative? He is my biggest prayer warrior and my um, biggest cheerleader. He has always prayed for me that God would fulfill the desires of my heart. That's been like his number one prayer for me most of the time. And um, it blesses me big time to know where we've been, what we've come from and what God's led us into. And um, he's, he's a pastor. Um, he's the missionary man. He's, you know, all of these different things, but he is my biggest cheerleader and most arduous prayer warrior. And so, yes, he supports me full on for every trip I've made, for every meeting I've had to, to prepare for and go to, he is always um, there for me. So I am thankful for my man. <laughs> Stephanie, you're uh, doing some amazing work with moms and training them up in a biblical way to be what God created moms to be. And, and your mom initiative, uh, what are some of your goals for, for that project? Well, it's been interesting to see what God has done with the Mom Initiative. Um, I've seen it morph throughout the years into to different forms and to um, approach moms and motherhood and mentors and ministry leaders in different ways. Um, it was originally started to support the making of the mom, the book, and kind of a support system so that, that moms, mentors, ministry leaders would have a place to go, a hub per se. Um, and through the years, we've had over 36 plus authors and speakers from around the country that were part of that. They wrote daily um, posts, daily blogs. And um, I kind of 
felt the Lord leading me to kind of pull in into my original purpose. And that was to really consult with, minister to, and train moms, mentors, ministry leaders, and missionaries on how to mentor moms outside of the box, outside of the the you know classroom environment and then think beyond that of ways to to minister to moms in their homes and crisis pregnancy centers in um at the park at chick-fil-a you know at, in jails we've had some tremendous success going to moms in jails and mentoring those moms and so um right now what i had decided to do i actually decided two years ago what i wanted to do was make it a the website, we have over 1,600 articles of helpful tips and for moms, mentors, and ministry leaders. And so it is there. And um, what we have a Facebook page that I do a daily Dear Mom to encourage moms along the way. Just a little snippet because really that's all we have time for, right? As moms, we're so busy. It's like snippet, Dear Mom, you know, don't forget. Like I think today is about boundaries. You know, your kids may be trying to talk you out of boundaries, but they still need them. And just little things to remind moms, you know, not not to feel guilty about those boundaries you're setting, you know, that you're there for a reason and they're there for a reason. Um, Just little things. And so right now, though, I am consulting with different ministry leaders, crisis pregnancy center leaders, um, missionaries, teaching them how to tailor a mentor ministry for them, because not every church, every ministry is the same. There's no cookie cutter church. And so, you know, I find that a lot of programs come to churches or to ministry leaders and they're like, it doesn't work for us. So I help them think outside of the box or community opportunities their volunteer base or skill set and see how it can work for them. And I, I like to call it taking Titus two to the streets. And so we take Titus two to the streets, mentor moms, not only in the church, but outside the church as well. So we can really, um, like I said, teach moms who know Christ, but reach moms who don't. I mean, that's your missionary training uh, coming out because most times where you're going, there's no organized church. And they don't know Jesus. So that's perfect for them to be introduced and helping them take care of the practical things in their life, which is, yeah, very prevalent in uh, young people today is these, you know, they're getting pregnant and they don't have anybody to support them, especially in Africa. I know this from uh, walking alongside a missionary who's doing the same thing that you're doing. Uh, She, uh, is a she's just like a mentor to them and they when when they get pregnant their family abandons them they they have no support system and so how vital that is for the life of that baby right you know to and so their first course of action is abortion and so she struggles a lot with talking teens into having the baby and that they can take care of them and this is how you do it so it's so needed everywhere, I say. Yeah, that's that's wonderful. I love hearing what she's doing over there because I think if you look at parenting, a lot of these young moms, they just need somebody who can help kind of help them navigate motherhood. I know I needed somebody to help me navigate motherhood and I didn't know a whole lot of people. And so even in the church, and, and I, I think it's important that we step up and step into our Titus Two Shoes whether it's missional or whether it's in the con, you know, context of you know, your Christian environment, 
to, to mm-hmm. do what we're called to do as women and just pour our lives into other women as wives, as mothers, as Christians, as friends, as sisters, you know? Yeah, I agree with you. I think I just look back uh, on myself, you know, I was married and I had, you know, I had family around, but I think as a young mom, you just question everything that you do and you tend to feel more judged sometimes than you do supported or loved for <laughs> for your decisions or what you've done. So, so yeah, just in, you know, your everyday suburbia, <laughs> uh, you know, mo- young mom, I think it, it's needed too, because man, we just, you know, we just need to know that what we're doing is okay. And, and just, and, and to have someone to ask questions to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. exactly. Um, you know, and I think too, the mom initiative isn't only for, you know, just the mission field or single, mo- single moms. But I think there's a dynamic that we really need to think about. And that is a demographic of single moms in our population right now. Um, there are over 50% of children are being raised by in single parent homes. And 13% of those are parent. Are, excuse me, 13% of those parents are teen moms. And then if you look at the, um, the single mom population in the church, only 70, uh, 76% of single moms are unchurched. And so you've only got, what, 24% of single moms who are churched. 78% of the prison population was raised by single moms. And single moms are 10 times more likely to drop out of school. However, mentored moms are less likely, likely to do drugs, less likely to quit school. They earn higher income and they have more confidence. And so, you know, just as that demographic alone, we have an opportunity as the church to step in and help these moms as well as, you know, the moms who are married and doing well. Because like you said, Lori, you can be married, you can have a great relationship with your husband, but the mom journey is hard for all of us, you know. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And so in this last couple of minutes of this segment, Stephanie, do you have a success story that you can share with us, some, something that sticks out in your mind uh, through this ministry? I have a million and one success stories. <laughs> Hard to choose Hard one, to right? <laughs> five hours, right? Okay. So um, I think about um, several moms who I mentored in jail, and some of them got saved. And some of them who didn't, those were seeds of biblical parenthood that were planted in their hearts, and they came out different moms than they were when they went in. I think about um, specifically one girl who was invited to a mom group at a church by a friend. She did not want to go. She didn't want anything to do with it. She got there and they loved on her. They helped her navigate motherhood. She ended up giving her life to Jesus Christ. And so I think about that. And I think about the moms um, and the mentors and the ministry leaders who contacted me and said, you know what? I never thought about having a mom group or mentoring moms um, in um, at-risk neighborhoods and apartment complexes, you know, and, and so hearing their stories like the mission field, thinking outside the box of, of what we do and realizing that the whole world is full of moms and we can reach them in many different ways. Those are all success stories. So tell us, you wrote a book, uh, The Making of a Mom. How did the Lord lead you to re- write that book? I mean, it, that's kind of where everything started, right? Yeah, well, I, it kind of goes back to where I was on the mission field again, I, you know, seeing the need to mentor those moms and the opportunity to mentor those moms to, to help them navigate motherhood and to reach them um, possibly for Christ through developing those relationships, you know, 
and and then seeing the teenage girl who was pregnant on on the road, you know, by the gas station, and just reminding her where I had been. And I, like I said, I think God uses where you've been to help direct where He wants you to go, and He uses all of your stories, the good, bad, and the ugly, and kind of. Um, helps mesh that together to develop ministries we had not anticipated. And so the making of a mom, um, I wrote that as a way to, like I said, reach moms who know Christ, um, teach moms uh, who, excuse me, reach moms who don't know Christ and teach moms who do, but also to be a, um, a tool for mentors so that when they go, whether they're on the mission field, they want to start mentoring moms in the at-risk neighborhood at the at-risk apartment complex, um, whatever they're trying to do in the jails, in the prisons, that they would have a resource that's like all in one, in one book that can help them do that. And so there's guides at the back of the book that um, give them instructions on what that might look like in real life, how to develop a relationship in the prison um, with the, you know, how to go through that process to begin mentoring moms in jail or in a prison and, um, you know, how to get, get in a Chick-fil-A and start a mom group and you just simple things that you don't think about. Um, so yeah, I, I developed that to be an all in one book that would make mentoring missional and help moms navigate motherhood biblically, you know, have a biblical foundation of what motherhood looks like in real life in practical ways. I love that you have those little details because sometimes you just assume people know how to do something or know how to go about starting something or calling someone to set up a time, but some people don't. So it kind of, it kind of takes the pressure off a little bit. So I think that's a, that's attractive right there just to know that, okay, step-by-step, I know how I can do this or for different scenarios. And, and, you know, you just kind of, kind of walk right along them virtually through your book. So that's amazing. Yeah, I learned a long time ago, and I'm kind of a visual person, um, but I remember when I first became a Christian, and they talked about um, a daily quiet time, and I was like, that sounds amazing. I need to do it. What does that mean? You know? (laughs) Yes. Great. (laughs) I needed somebody to show me, like, you know, kind of a step-by-step, what does this look like in real life? And so I wanted to do that with the making of a mom. (laughs) So in your ministry, what are some of the pressures that you come across, you know, with these teen moms and the people that consult them and and mentor them? Some of the teen, uh, some of the pressures, some of the pressures or challenges. Okay. Um, So I feel like there are a lot of challenges. One, they hear a lot of voices Um, and a lot of those voices are leading them in the wrong direction. And I feel like, you know, that just overcoming that obstacle of being somebody that they can trust. And I think our biggest issue is we need to develop nurturing relationships where they see we really love them. We really care about them, but also to teach them not from all of our successes, but really to teach them from failures. I often say the making of a mom is a lot more about my, um, learning from my failures than learning from my success stories, because I have a lot more to draw from on where I've messed up as a mom, because a mom journey is messy. We don't always get it right. We don't always say the right things and do the right thing. But if you have somebody come along to help navigate that with you and help you um, walk through those hard places together, you come out the other side, just knowing, okay, I messed up this time, but my one mess up doesn't define me as a mom. 
And God is a God of second chances, and he's going to help me again and again and again. So um, I, feel, I feel like the pressure more than anything is overcoming that relationship hurdle where they trust you. And I know in the jails, we saw so many, they don't trust anybody because they've been used and abused. And so they don't trust anybody. And just overcoming that and knowing that they can trust you and that you love them, you sincerely love them with the love of Jesus and giving them the opportunity to, to, to just let their guard down and be real with you. And um, I feel like that's the biggest you know, challenge in those relationships. What do you talk, um, what do you tell the mentors? Cause that has to be frustrating sometimes for the mentors too. Uh, feeling like you're not getting through, or maybe it's taking longer than you thought. How do you encourage them? Lori, that, that's a great question. And the reason um, I feel so strongly about this is because I consult with mentors and ministry leaders over many of those certain issues. And it's because, you know, a lot of times mentors want to be mentors, but they don't know how. Mm-hmm. They don't know, you know, they don't feel confident. And so, one, I try to assist them in giving them the confidence to know through the questions, interactive questions in the book. So the book's there, but I'm there as well for them to contact me and say, hey, what do I do in the circumstance? Again, it's just being there for the mentors, mentoring mentors, and just letting them know, you know, it's okay. Um, Maybe you can approach her in this way or ask her these questions. You know, ask her, where have you been? What have you been through? Can you share with me how your mom treated you? And many of the times I'll find like, how these moms are acting are exactly how they were treated as children. I've met moms mm-hmm. who were sold to, um, to fighting rings, underground fighting rings, and all they knew was how to fight. And so, you know, you have to, you have to find out where they've been to be able to help them go where God wants them to go. And I, I think helping mentors understand that and walk through that is powerful. So do you see a lot of healed relationships in the mentors as they're processing through all this, this stuff, you know, in their own lives, plus dealing with it in their, in the, the kid, the young moms that they're dealing with. Wow. Wow. Do you see that a lot of it? I actually do. I saw it in my own life, to be honest with you, Janelle. Um, you know, I had to process some stuff, you know, I had a few, I've shared with you my background and I, you know, I had to process some issues in my own life. And how I walk through that. And sometimes, you know, a lot of these women that I mentor as moms and even the mentors, they've been sexually abused as children. You know, that it's four out of, I mean, six out of 10 women have been sexually abused, four out of 10 boys. And so um, here we are, you know, walking through all these broken places of our lives and having to kind of retread those, those paths. And once you do that, though, you begin to to learn how to heal from that and your identity becomes all that you need, you know, to know who you are in Christ. And that's one of the things I focus in on with the mentors is identity. You know, who we are in Christ. We are more than conquerors. We are the, the head and not the tail. We are the apple of his eye. We are engraved upon the palm of his hand. All of these things we can go on and on about. But when you kind of instill that in those mentors, it helps them know, I may have been broken in the past, but I am healed by my new identity in Jesus Christ. And I want to share that with these young moms. Mm, I love it. It's beautiful. Have you ever had any of your mentees become mentors? That's the goal. That's (laughs) the goal. Um, And we have seen that over and over again. And it's a beautiful thing. We see it a lot in churches and homes. But what I've seen is some of these men, 
uh, mentees that have become mentors and what they do is they'll go to the park and have a play day with the kids and you know mentor their moms and, and kind of walk through the making of a mom together and and um, I always encourage them to use the making of a mom as a first book but then they go on and they use there's some other great authors out there with great books and so I encourage them you know go to the next book whatever that need is that you have and you see kind of developing you know find a book and a, a good solid biblical author that can help approach that specific area in your life. So, um, yeah, it's been great. So the goal is like, if I was a person that was working in a church, I could take your book and then get a group together and minister that way. Is that the goal? Yes, exactly. And and they're all look very different. I I mean, a church of you know, 50 people is a lot different than a church of 5,000 people. And the volunteer base is different. The skill sets are different. The um, the finances are obviously different. And and even the, the location logistically is different. So like where I live, there's an apartment complex right around the corner that is a at-risk neighborhood. And if we want to reach at-risk kids, we need to reach the moms who are raising them, right? And so I can go over there, in fact, and they started a mom group in that apartment complex and started mentoring moms. I had events for the kids, but nothing for the moms. I'm like, have something for the for the moms. And so they began mentoring those moms while the kids were busy with their activity. And so, um, you know, you can develop it, whatever it needs to be. And that's one of the things I do is help you tailor a mentoring ministry that works for you, not something that's kind of packaged deal that might work for the, you know, 500 member church or the big ministry in, you know, Uganda, but will work for you that little, you know, mom and dad who went to the mission field and they, it's just them, you know, or that small circle on the corner. Yeah. Nice. Nice. So how would you encourage someone that has this seed of an idea with with that God's placed in there and you what 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 would you say your first step was um get on your knees and get on your face before the Lord is the number one because um it can be scary and normally you know God doesn't call us to things that are are um small he calls us to things that are bigger than we are so that he can show up in bigger ways and I know for me um I was going through that doubt, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not skilled enough. Um, all of these different things to be able to handle all that the mom initiative and the making of a mom was going to encompass. And I was doing a television interview and it wasn't, it was a live TV uh, television interview. And the gentleman who was hosting it um, was talking to me and went to a commercial break and he asked me about it. And I was saying, you know, I'm just not feeling equipped you know like I'm I'm big enough for this and he goes he goes you're not but let me tell you something what God has called you to he will see you through and that has stuck with me because if God calls you to it he will see you through it and I'm telling you that is what um, has kept me going through these years is just saying this is God's calling on my life it's not anything I can do because apart from him we can do nothing but through him, there's nothing we can't do. And so, you know, I just walk with him and just say, well, what's next, God? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. That's exciting. So so maybe there's someone listening today saying, wow, I, I, in my neighborhood, I need something like this. In my church, I want to start something like this. 
How do they start with you? How do they get started uh, being part of the mom initiative and starting a group? Well, they can go directly to me, Stephanie Schott, S-H-O-T-T, at me.com. And I, you know, just email me. I'm super accessible. Um, also go to the Mom Initiative. You can fill out the contact page. You can navigate it and look through the articles and different resources that we have. We have Bible studies online that are free with video sessions. We have all sorts of things available for them. You can go to my website, stephanieshot.com and contact me that way. But I am there to help anybody who who wants to begin mentoring moms and making it missional and reaching um, reaching out to the community with this heart, taking Titus 2 to the streets, like I said. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm available. That's amazing. How do, you stay, how do you stay encouraged? Do you have a Bible verse that you cling to or? You know, there's a few. I, I revert back to my life verses, which are Philippians 3, 7 through 14. You know, most people have a life verse, but I have to have like this whole passage. <laughs> and and um, because sometimes life gets hard and we get um, inundated with things. And, and I go back to that because it says what things were gained to me, those I count lost for Christ. I count all things but lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord. And I go on to that. And, and, and then it goes on to say, to know him, you know, to know him. So that's what I'm called to. I'm called to do two things in this life, to know him and to make him known. You know, mm-hmm. the great commission and the great commandment, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and the great commandment to to reach the lost and disciple the saved. And so um, I just try to go back to my calling and, and my purpose for this life. That's that's what encourages me. What an encouraging story that she stories that she shared. And, you know, uh, as far as takeaways, uh, it's always I become like, how do I say it all in a few words? I can't. And so I'm just very encouraged. And anyone that seems discouraged in their ministry or their calling that God has called, listen to this podcast because if you don't find some encouragement in this, then 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 you, you know you really do need to get on your knees and get at the low before God because she's full of it and and to you know she mentioned her failures that she teaches mom moms her failures well from where I'm sitting I don't see very many failures it sounds like a lot of successes but how encouraging it is that someone is out there doing that work, Mm -hmm. going to places that we don't go and that sometimes the organized church has problems going into and to know that that work is being done. I feel encouraged to keep on doing what God's called me to do. So I just want to thank you, Stephanie, for being faithful and willing to follow God in this and, and putting yourself out there because from your past, it would, it would be what that you would want to just go away and hide your shame. But no, you're putting it out there. God's healed it and you're using it to encourage others. So thank you for doing what you do. Thank you for having me. It's been a blessing. Well, mine, I guess, is a spinoff of how you just ended, Janelle. And just, you know, that if you're listening and you've had a tough past and you had a rough beginning to your life or to your young adult life, to parenthood that you can, you know, take Stephanie's example and that you are worthy of more and that God values you. And he has big plans for you. Like he had big plans for Stephanie who 
who maybe she would have ever known when she was a young child that this is where she would be and she would be using that pain and that heartache and and that rough start to to mentor others and to build them up in Christ and to bring up moms uh, the way that the Lord wants them to be and to be the moms that he has created them to be. So uh, that's pretty incredible in my book and what a blessing uh, your life and your testimony uh, is and and will be in the future. So we're excited to see, uh, you know, the 10 millionth mom that comes to the Lord because of the mom initiative, Stephanie. So uh, keep doing what you're doing and and God will keep blessing you. So, so thank you so much for your ministry. Thank you, Lori and Janelle. It has been a huge blessing to be with you ladies today. And why don't you share one more time how people, if they're interested in reading your book or perhaps starting a group at their church or in their neighborhood, how, again, can they get in contact with you? The book is The Making of a Mom. You can go on Amazon or any bookstore and get it. Um, the, the website is the mom initiative.com or you can go to stephanieshot.com. And if you want to direct me, uh, get hold of me directly, you can contact me at Stephanie shot S H O T T at me M E.com. All right. Thank you, Stephanie. And if you have any questions for us, you can always email Janelle or myself at women of grace in the marketplace at gmail.com. If you kind of tuned in in the middle of our radio show here and you'd like to hear the rest, you can find our podcast later or right now if you choose it's on apple Podcasts, spotify and google and we'll see you next time